Be your beliefs and faiths what they are under whatever title you think best. What better is there to have a living proof of a living God within you, always present, never absent, ready, willing, anxious, and desiring to relieve you of aches and pains, prolong life to its full span, to make existence more pleasant and harmonious, which will place you in coordination with itself, <clears throat> which is within you in superabundance, if it can get through obstructions, impediments, which exist between it and your body. Every chiropractor, whether he realizes it or not, every time he corrects the impediment between the living God and man, is an apostle of that living God, bringing into reality the living intellectual God from above, permitting it to work from the living material bodies of all mankind. It is a living, provable God in man, the very soul and law of his being. And this is my favorite quote from B.J. Palmer. <clears throat> what greater joy hath man than to know he is making possible an explanation of the superior God into a living human God because of what he does, as he does it, when he does it, to get sick people well. <clears throat> what greater joy, right? So yesterday, <clears throat> I'm adjusting a severely autistic child. And uh, it's her first adjustment. And she's flapping her arms and, you know, going like this. And I adjust her. <clears throat> and when I'm done, I move away from her. And now I'm, I'm like this. And she reaches out to me like this. And she touches me like this. And the mom and the other uh, people in the room are looking, going, oh, my gosh, she never does that. And I said, why did she do that, do you think? Because I had an idea why. I said, why do you think she did that? And she said, it was gratitude. Usually she, that's her way of saying thank you. She has zero words. There was no words. Right? She has no verbalization. So she reached out the only way she knew how, and she did this. And, she, and that was her way of saying thank you. What greater joy can I possibly experience than to, than to tap in? Because you know what I said to the mom? I said, she got what I just did. Right? That was a message delivered, message received. She got it. Her, her little innate intelligence said, I don't know what on earth you just did to me, but thank you, because that felt good. That felt right. That helped me get reconnected. Right? The whole point of what we're doing is to reconnect. And another <coughs> uh, grandma of another autistic boy, when this autistic boy first started coming in, uh, also nonverbal, uh, he first started coming in about a month or so ago, he, um, he was very out of control. He would just run around the office and, you know, and he would just pull things apart and just start going into papers and going into things and just, you know, getting into, into mischief. You know, not intentionally, just because that's what he was doing. He's just exploring his little world. And now he comes in and the kid is calm and happy and smiles at me. And he comes up to me as I'm adjusting someone and just goes like this, like just because he, once again, nonverbal, but now he's communicating. But he's communicating through motion, right? And through his only way. So he's, like, he just smiles and, and, and shakes his head at me. And the grandma came up to me yesterday and said, thank you so much for what you're doing with our, our grandson. The change is remarkable. He now hugs us. <clears throat> he now nuzzles and embraces us. He now cuddles with us, which he never did before. What greater joy. I can't even think of another thing I'd want to do than this, right? <clears throat> Adults are smelly and gross and they complain all the time, right? Kids, kids are loving. Kids are beautiful. Kids smile at you and they play with you and they make you feel really good. 
and I, I love adjusting kids. I love adjusting pregnant women because I know when I adjust a pregnant woman, she's, I'm, it's two for one, right? I know that I'm, I'm adjusting her and it's not just me adjusting her, it's I'm adjusting her and her two kids, right? And then when they bring the kids in after they're born, because invariably almost 100% of all pregnant moms who come through our office bring their, their kids in to get checked, invariably these kids recognize you. They recognize you. You talk to them and they look at you in a different way because they're saying, I know that voice. I've heard that voice, right? So I'm like, I'm on the list, just like mom and dad and grandma and grandpa who've been talking to the kid. I'm on the list of, I recognize this, right? What greater joy do you have than to, than to be touching a two-day-old or three-day-old or five-day-old newborn or 10-day-old newborn and have them look at you in the eyes and you look at them and they're like, that's Dr. Rubin, you know, in their head. They're saying, I've heard, I say, hey, gorgeous, hey, handsome, I know you. And they're, and they're like, yes, and they look at you, right? And you could stare, when you look in a baby's eyes, there's something very different. I'm telling you, if you haven't really looked in baby's eyes, you really should start. Because when you look in a baby's eyes, you actually, you can see as close to God as you possibly can, right? Because they are closer to innate intelligence, they're pure innate intelligence than any other being, Right? Before all the filters start coming and the language and the lying and all the stuff that starts to, to permeate our beings you know, later on. They are the closest thing that you'll ever get to touching the, that, the closeness of God. So I, I, I look in their eyes and I, I just melt. I absolutely melt when I look in these babies' eyes because I know the impact that we've had. I know that, like BJ said in, our, in the first class when I read one of BJ's quotes, that we are, we are changing evolution. Right? It's not just, I'm just touching this kid now. Like, stop thinking so now when you're touching someone. You're changing evolution. Do you realize you're changing genetics? Yes, you are changing genetic expression. Right? So, so uh, all these people who come in, and they were destined to have, a mom was destined to have a C-section, because she had a C-section already, and she ends up not having a C-section. You changed expression. The child who's autistic and starts to talk, Right? That child was patterning, patterning, and patterning a child who doesn't talk. But now they're talking. You have changed expression. Even if you just want to go down to back pain. Right? If you just want to go all the way down and as boring and humdrum as back pain. That person's come in and he said, I've had this back pain for six years. And you've adjusted me like five times. And I'm already feeling better. You're changing expression. That person's body has been producing back pain, back pain. They wake up in the morning and their body says, oh, I have back pain. And then it just gives them the back pain. So even at its basest, the most fundamental stuff, every adjustment you're making is changing genetic expression. And this is the next evolution in what chiropractic should be. Chiropractic is not about the moment. Right? It's not about like you're in clinic, because I know I get adjusted in a clinic, and they say, what's your pain today between a 1 and a 10? That's got nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. I'll answer the stupid question, because I know the CC requires this kind of stuff. I get it. I get the game we're playing. Right? But that's not chiropractic. That's some abomination of chiropractic. 
right? That's physical medicine, in my opinion. That's what that is, is physical medicine. I didn't do that. Right? Chiropractic is about changing, and BJ said it. BJ, this is before they even knew what genes really were. In 1949, the bigness of the fellow within, he said, we are change evolutionarily changing these people. And you've got to buy into that. You want to have a successful practice when you guys graduate in a year and a half? You've got to buy into chiropractic is a lot more than just pushing on backs. Do you think that what we do is just because we push on someone's back? Right? A monkey can push on someone's back. Does that mean a robot can push on someone's back? At some point in time, it is not completely impossible to think that a robot can be invented to push on to be a chiropractic robot. Do you think that's possible right now when in the era of self-driving cars? Right? Google and Uber are racing to make self-driving cars. Do you, what's next? Right? I don't want to be replaced by a robot. It probably won't happen in my lifetime. But here's the deal. Will that robot be able to allow its innate intelligence to go through their hands into that person? No, because it doesn't have an innate intelligence. Right? The power that we have is because we touch someone. I transfer the energy that I have in my hands and in my heart, the love that I have for that child or that adult or that pregnant lady, I transfer that through my hands. Right? And that transference of energy is something so much more powerful, which is why we get so much better results, even for back pain. You just want to talk about back pain. We have measurably better results with back pain than almost anything else in terms of customer satisfaction, patient satisfaction, right? And why is that? Because when you go to most medical practitioners, not that they do anything wrong, but this is what they do. Okay, the studies show that you have a herniated disc here at L2 and L3, and you have spondylolysis at L3 and L4, and uh, here's some drugs and go. There's not a single touch. Maybe they shake their hand. Maybe they pat them on the back for a second. The difference is that we touch, right? And so the cool thing about chiropractic, high tech, high touch, right? That's what makes us so cool. You know, because the, the medical community might be the high tech stuff, but there's not a whole lot of touch. We get to touch them. And that touching is the thing, that, that transference of energy is the thing that makes us different from anybody else. So even if you are an activator chiropractor, even if you are a TRT chiropractor, or a corn specific technique where you use instrumentation. Don't not touch them. Don't not touch them. A lot of, I, I see a lot of activated chiropractors and they, they sit from the back over here and they go like this and then they adjust and they, they go back and they're not touching their patient. We gotta touch these people. And let me give you probably one of the most important practice management tip you'll ever learn. If someone says it hurts somewhere, what should you do? Touch the place they say it hurts. I don't care if you're up a cervical and you will never ever go into that particular region. If they talk about their big toe, could you at least touch it so that they can self-identify that you know where it is that they're talking about, right? That is one of the hugest mistakes I see chiropractors do is that they, uh, I am not going to touch, that I'm not going to talk about symptoms, I'm not going to touch anything. Please, I don't care if you're the most philosophical chiropractor in the world. Could you just touch them where it hurts? If, they, if that's why they're coming in and there's a physical issue, touch them right there. Because what that shows is to them, right, that, okay, you know where the problem is. Because if you don't touch it, that's the, that's the disconnect when I'm sitting over here and I'm saying the MRI shows this. 
Well, but you haven't even, I, I have, how many pa times have you heard, from, probably even from your patients in clinic uh, too, that they say, the doctor never even touched me or touched me for half a second. Hurts here, hurts here, all right. Right, it's that we have this amazing advantage, this evolutionary change that we can do, but it has to, it has to do with our belief system, which I think you've got after me talking to you about this, hopefully over the quarter. Now, how many of you will really get it? That's completely up to you, right? I offered you guys or issued the Green Book Challenge to you when we first started this quarter to start reading Green Books. I don't even wanna know how many of you have taken up that challenge because you've got no barriers, right? I got almost every Green Book on Blackboard for you guys. Hopefully you downloaded some of them because once you get out of this class and you don't act, have access to this Blackboard, right? Those Green Books cost 40 bucks a pop, if not more. So download these things if you have any inkling and just start reading a couple of paragraphs a day. And the two best volumes or three best volumes to read from is Bigness of the Fell Within, The Glory of Going On, which you just read from right here, and Up From the Below, below the Bottom. Up From Below the Bottom. Those are my three faves. Bigness of the Fell Within, Glory of Going On, Up From Below the Bottom are my three favorite B.J. Palmer Green books. And they're all on Blackboard for you. So just download them. Put them on your phones. Put them on your web browsers. I don't care what you do, but if you have any inkling of doing this. And here's what I suggest. Over the summer, bless you. Over the summer, do not divorce yourself from chiropractic. The three-week break, don't divorce yourself. Immerse yourself. If you're driving home, listen to ChiroCast, my podcast. Listen to Sigafoos. Uh, if you have the ability, you can... So some of these things, you can actually listen to the green books. You know, you can, if, you, if you're, you have a, you're an app on your phone, you can listen to the green books that are downloaded. So if you're able to do it, just, and when you're reading, if you're sitting there reading, maybe put yourself five minutes a day. I'm going to read about BJ, I'm going to read BJ Palmer five minutes a day, every single day. And see what happens when you guys come back. See what happens if you're more enthused. See what happens if you have better success with your patients. You know, I had another a woman uh, on Monday say to me, you are a miracle worker about her grandson who is now speaking, who was never speaking before, right? So isn't that what you want? Isn't that the point of why you're here? Is to, is to someone look up to you and say, thank you so much, you are a miracle worker. You have changed the course of the direction of our lives because you have put an energy into that person, you have evolutionary changed them, and they are a different person because you have ch changed their genetic expression. Isn't that the whole point, right? What greater joy? What greater joy that you can have than you can put your hands on someone and watch them change before your eyes and know that you didn't put anything into their body, right? You put nothing in, like a drug or something, that nothing was put into their body, and nothing was came out of the body, right? You didn't, it's through surgery or whatever. Nothing was put in, nothing came out, but you changed their genetic expression. Isn't that amazing? Through your hands and your heart, you can change genetic expression. 